This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for uh, the 20th and 19th of uh, February through February 26. And we have a busy week moving forward, moving quickly, moving fast. We had a terrific new moon early this morning. And the podcast is the weekly weather is a little late because I realized it was the holiday weekend. Um, and most people are off enjoying the three days uh, set aside to celebrate the presidents of the United States. So here we are doing the podcast now. So it's ready for you for the week. But we already had some exciting stuff happen because of the new moon last night. So um, let me uh, put up this. I didn't do this right. Hang on. We'll do it from the first, first slide going forward. And let me get my little pointer up and going. And off we go. Um, so tonight, we also will have a new moon webinar, which I didn't have last night because it was uh, the holiday weekend. So tonight at 7.30, if you want to sign up, it's on my website and it's on Facebook. And if you get my mailings, uh, my email list, you're on my email list, you're getting an email with a link to it. Uh -huh. So these are the energies of the week, the month ahead. That's from my uh, thing that I post every year on the big aspects of the month. So we see this week doesn't have a whole lot, but it does have some exciting stuff, which we'll cover. So first up, when we're looking at the energy of the week, um, is we have Venus in a sextile to Pluto, which happened last night. And we see Venus at the very anoretic degree of Pluto, of uh, Pisces, sextiling Pluto at the anoretic degree. And that was last night uh, around 12, that was yesterday about 12.04 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, and so that was kind of a value, what's important, where are we going? But also Venus, you can see she's right at the anoretic degree and she's saying goodbye to Pluto uh, as he gets ready to leave Capricorn and go into Aquarius. So this is a, a kiss for luck and we're on our way. So there's a very strong energy here of sextile, which is bringing it, it's opening sextile. And we see that from Pluto in Earth, opening sextile to Venus in water. Earth and water make mud. I mean, we see Venus is slower, move, is faster moving. So she's pulling away from Pluto and she's bringing things out into the world and she's planting them and she's sending them out and she's full of love and joy and peace and harmony and all those wonderful things that Venus is when she's in her exaltation. So that's a lovely aspect that was on Sunday. And then we go into uh, last night at midnight at, uh, at 2.05 a.m. Uh, and we see this Sun-Venus conjunction there in Pisces, and that sets us up for a 30-day cycle as well as a two-and-a-half-year cycle. And the, the next ones are going to be when we get to the, the next ones are last degree Aquarius, interestingly, because we still have Saturn at the last degrees of Aquarius hanging out with that sun and moon. So there's a lot of energy of this this Piscean energy, which is the dream, what your dream has been. And now with Pisces, we're we're giving form to the dream, we're giving ideas to the dream. And we see here Venus in a lovely degree encouraging that. And we also see Jupiter, who's the other co-ruler of the dream, because he rules Pisces, Jupiter and Neptune, both rule Pisces. We do traditional and modern rulers. And so Jupiter in Aries is like, okay, let's get it out there. Let's get it rolling. And Neptune, of course, is hanging out with Venus. Venus met Neptune last week, 
kind of woke up the story from April of last year, April 12th. This had a this is what my dream is for the next 13 years. And so now the chart is saying, okay, let's wrap up because we're still Mars retrograde shadow from August, mid-August. We've been working out things. We got to the middle, got to the 6th of November. We paused. We said, ah, revise this. And then as of January 12th, Mars went direct, but he's clearing his shadow through the end of next month which gives us, this is when we take action. So I've had people write, oh, my boss just got laid off. Oh, I just quit my job. Oh, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Oh, I finally got my kidney. My husband finally got his kidney transplant after waiting. So there's a there's an energy of getting everything ready and moving forward. And that's the energy of this new moon. It's very much a forward moving. You can see the sun and the moon. Moon is trapped between Saturn. And interestingly, the, there's a phase family the phase families are going to be on that Aquarius Saturn degree uh, over the next two and a half years. So the dreams that are happening now, as you take leave of them, you take leave of your life and go into the new chapter. This energy has a lot of, oh, yeah, remember, remember what happened in February of 2023 because the stuff that happens under this new moon in Pisces. Remember, Pisces is before the energy of Aries, that growing season. Pisces, the dream time. A couple hundred years ago, before we had electricity and central heating, people would huddle around the fire. There wasn't anything to do in the crops, no planting to be done. And they would do dream work. They would do, they would do weave tapestries. They would sit and embroider. They would sing songs. They would write poetry. They would dream. Are you finding yourself really interested in dreaming? Uh, that's this energy. And so it's all about the dream. And I want you to think dreams, play music, because Piscean is also very much the music of your soul, the music of your spirit. So this new moon is nice and very delicious. It also has in the uh, in the asteroids that are a fo focused with it, Venus is on Orpheus. So we're going to see music in the news. And Orpheus is dead. <laughs> and his, remember, his wife died in the underworld. So these are sad songs. These are songs of mourning. And of course, we just had another earthquake in Turkey. Uh, and we have many, I think it's, I think I saw 33,000 people. So the mourning, the, the loss, the descent to the underworld of that Venus-Pluto. We also have Mars contraparallel Cupido, which is they were my family and my tribe, but now I need to leave. We also see Saturn in parallel Icarus. So this is really a fall from grace. If you remember the mythology of Icarus, he fell from grace uh, because he didn't follow instructions or he had a little hubris. He thought he could fly high and be Saturnian and he didn't listen. So he fell. So this is a this is an a caution to all of us. Kind of listen, pay attention, let them know, and that's that Saturn. We also have Uranus contra parallel psyche. People are not going to like it if you analyze their psychological motives. <laughs> Just look at them and go, I think that's a psychological motive, and move on. Now you may be tempted because Uranus is contra parallel psyche to go, yeah, and that's what's going on. But it also is recognizing people are really processing on a very deep level as all these planets are at the last degrees. I meet with a group of astrologers every other Wednesday. We started during uh, COVID 
and we were talking about planets at the last degrees of a sign. And when they're at the last degree in a natal chart or even in the sky, you're like right at the edge. You're right at the edge looking over. There's nowhere else to go before into the next sign. So it's got a, it's got a little bit of a, a like, yeah, I'm right there. Now what? Do I jump? Do I do an Icarus? Do I fly too high and crash? Do I fly too low? And, and instead of having the, the sun max wax, melt the wax on my wings, I go too low and the water gets in my wings and then I drown. So it's very, and I have a lot of people dreaming, you know, having really interesting dreams. And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I'm like, I think that's a past life dream, you know, and you want to kind of watch the, the recurring dreams. Think back to when you were a kid, if you had recurring dreams, are they back up now? You know, I, I used to have a dream where I was dying in my bed. I was like in my 20s or something and I was coughing. You know, later it was cons I realized I had tuberculosis and I was dying of consumption. But, um, you know, and I did catch tuberculosis during the AIDS epidemic from one of my friends who I played pinochle with. He had fulminating TB and I seroconverted and did a year of INH, you know. But I had this recurring dream of dying in a bed as a young woman, you know, coughing, which of course is tuberculosis. But anyway, and I have it in my chart too. Um, so this interesting energy is like looking at it and figuring it out and going, okay. We also have Pallas Athena parallel Circe. So this is fiery women, fiery women energy, fiery women uh, communication skills. And so we watch when Circe wants to turn uh, it has a strategy about how to turn things around and have you see things. So they're interesting um, uh, asteroids active in the sky right now. We also have uh, on this thing, we have Venus on the part of sickness. So we will hear of women. We also see interestingly the father danger or peril profession. And we also see Neptune on sudden advancement. Now we woke up this morning after this new moon last night and Venus went into Aries minutes later, 50 minutes later. I woke up to hear Biden was in Ukraine and he was walking around the presidential palace. I'm like, okay, so the leader of the free world is hanging out in Ukraine. This does not feel safe, but Mars opposite danger or peril in Washington. Like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go follow up on this because I think it's important. We do see Venus on sickness and the midheaven on sickness. So that's important kind of to pay attention to. But we also see this energy. And of course, Venus had gone into Aries like 50 minutes after the new moon. Now, interestingly, there is a phone of de-escalation, something like that. So our Pentagon called Russia and said, hey, Biden's going to Ukraine. So we wanted to give you a heads up so you don't get freaked out. So I'm like, that's Mars opposite perfection. You know, we're going to, uh, hey, we're sending the leader of the free world in. They probably don't want to bomb Kiev today. And so interesting energy, uh, of course, the energy is very strong. We, ha we have a lot of daughters and women in this, in this uh, new moon too. So we'll be watching the role of women, the role of daughters and how it moves forward. But I thought it was kind of fascinating that new moon that happened. And you can see here, Venus entering Aries at uh, 2.55, which was 50 minutes after the new moon. And of course, it's in Sagittarius. Venus is in a war zone. We're meeting and we're saying, hey, we're going to take care of you. We're going to continue to support you. And of course, the leaders are meeting over there 
in uh, I'm drawing a blank of where they're meeting, but they're all meeting there. And we've had, you know, Germany went there, France went there to visit, went to went to Ukraine. So the energy <laughs> can't make this astrology stuff up. And I do a pocket, you know, I send a thing out every day to people like what the day's events were. And I said, ooh, big news on the world front around war and fighting with Venus and Aries in a semi-square to Uranus on a world point in Taurus, but Venus is on a world point. And here's this Venus in the third house, like we're gonna do a covert operation of travel. But before we do, we call and we say, hey, by the way, Biden's going to Ukraine, no bombing Kiev. And there was, there was an air raid siren, but you know, he got, I'm assuming he got out. I haven't heard he's dead, but yeah, kind of interesting. Can't make this astrology stuff up. And I kind of wish I'd done this last night when I thought of, oh, you know, it's big thing tomorrow, like big world news. And I didn't, but you know, the astrology still works. Um, but I did say it on the pocket that I send out to anybody, the cup full of stars, they all heard it. So they'll testify to, to my accuracy there. Um, astrology, I love it because it has all this really interesting stuff. Next up this week, we have Mercury square Uranus. Now remember, Mercury is also in the sign of his exaltation. Loves to be an Aquarius. One of his favorite signs, very high thinking, critical thinking, sees high, sees a vision. Mercury square Uranus in the house of law, legal matters, sixth house. So we did have documents released last week about uh, the uh, Georgia grand jury, somebody fibbed, somebody perjured themselves. They call it a bigger word when you lie to the courts called perjury. But we also see this Mercury square Uranus. So we're going to watch on Tuesday for unexpected announcements. Pretty big, pretty big announcements, world event announcements, because Mercury is in Aquarius and Uranus is in uh, on a world point. Venus is just off of Aries, right? So the energy of acting and of course there's a lot of women in the news this week so we're going to watch for women to go to war or to assert things or say hey we're doing this because venus now has shifted above the equator it's not mysterious and hidden anymore she's above the equator by declination and she is in aries the sign of going forward and she's answering to the mars and gemini still working in gemini mars is still out of bounds so that Mars is also talking to the Mercury, and in a day or so, Mercury is going to trine that Mars in Gemini. Now, interestingly, the Mars in Gemini is what the United States uh, chart has. The Declaration of Independence has a Mars in Gemini in the seventh house. So, um, you know, that is the, uh, you know, when the, when the founding fathers created the chart, they picked a Sag rising chart. Some people go with the Scorpio rising. I'm like, no, the founding fathers were masons they were astrologers they would not pick a scorpio rising chart with a, a crappy mars in gemini no offense to the people with mars in gemini in this case mars in gemini is answering to a retrograde mercury in cancer so our enemies talk trash about us but they don't really take us on and mars in gemini in the seventh you know that's abraham lincoln quote you know nobody no armies are going to ever attack us because our borders are the oceans right but we can be taken down by internal means and that's the mars and gemini and we had mars and gemini where brother fought brother during the civil war and we now have uh we have that again where we're in a very contentious time in this case uh, former president was a gemini with his son on the mars so he 
helped uh, sow the division. I don't think he did at all, not blaming him for everything, but that energy of splits and breaking up and people saying, yeah, you know, we're really at a, we're really at a crossroads. Are we going to, how are we going to work? What are we going to do? So Mars and Gemini is what are the choices we're going to make? But the Mercury trining the Mars is a positive energy because Mercury is in its exaltation and Mars is in uh, Gemini. So if we think of Mars being in Aquarius, Mars in Aquarius is a spy Mars. They recruit Mar they recruit spies with Aquarius Mars because they keep their cool under stress and they have a big visionary picture and then they're killers because <laughs> Mars in Aquarius can kill with without Mars is a warrior planet, right? Not saying all the people with Mars and Aquarius can kill, but I always, when I read an Aquarian, I always go, oh, you guys have that, what we call the Aquarian death stare, when you go, I'm done. And it can be a little thing, but when those Aquarians kick off, click off, they're finished. So that Mars, Mercury trine, which is gonna happen in a couple of days, right now we have Mercury square Uranus, so it's surprising, it's a little shocking, and then later in the week, we have Mercury trine Mars, right? So it's squared Uranus, and then it goes into trine the Mars. We take action. So we're going to watch for really interesting news on a world nature, nature bigger than, not, not to dismiss Biden's trip to the war zone, but this is big. And Mercury in Aquarius is in the third house in the U.S. chart. And it has a um, it has a strong energy. So the Jupiter, I like the Jupiter in Sag rising, which is the one Ben Franklin told Ebenezer Sibley 12 years, a Jupiter cycle, when he was going through England after the Revolutionary War, rather than the Scorpio rising. Some people go, it's a Scorpio rising country. I'm like, no, they, the Masons wouldn't pick a crappy, sorry, to the Mercury and Gemini, Mars and Gemini people wouldn't pick a bad Mars. They would pick an exalted Jupiter in Cancer on the sun because that would make them have good fortune and be able to pursue their happiness. So sometimes you have to look at some of these charts and go, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense. One time I was presenting at the Jung Foundation and I had somebody start to argue with me about Jung's chart. And I looked at her and I said, okay, so Jung had charts on all his patients. His daughter was a famous astrologer. Why are you arguing that his birth time is wrong? You've got people looking at him with their projections, because we all have projections. I do too. I mean, I have projections on stuff. And um, not that everybody does. It's how we have a worldview. I said, why would you argue with Jung, who was an astrologer who had charts on his students, patients, clients, and his kid is a famous astrologer. And he wrote a lot on astrology. Why would you argue about his birth time? Like, go away. This is, you know, like, but anyway, so this is Mercury square Uranus. This is also a go away. What are you talking about? What are you thinking about? So it's got an energy of now, 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 now. And then Mercury trining Mars. Let me take action and see how it goes. So it's an interesting week because Mercury in his exaltation is super busy having a lot of conversations and also on World Point making big announcements, big newsworthy announcements that everybody's gonna notice. So watch for newsworthy announcements. Of course, Mercury in Aquarius is tech. Uh, so we may see some big tech layoffs uh, or we may see some big information in, you know, in technology and in how communication works. And when this aspect happens, earthquakes certainly, but this also is when computer systems fail. So a little bit back when uh, 
think it was Southwest went down. Uh, you know, this is communication. And of course, Aquarius is aviation. So we're going to watch for aviation issues with this. Uh, and in that case, it was Mars and Gemini also. And it was um, two boards failed, not one, two. So you have to do it twice, but be very careful of failure with this and double check because of that Mercury square Mars. Now, some people feel these coming in. So you, this may not happen on Wednesday at 3.13. You may see it the day or two before. Uh, and so Mercury is, Wednesday, is Mars's, Wednesday is Mercury's day and Mars's day is Tuesday. And oftentimes Mars aspects happen a smidge before the exactitude because when it happens, then it's perfected. So interesting energy. The sun is also aspecting the nodes of fate. That happens on February 4th on Venus's day, February 24th, Friday. So we see the sun here at five degrees Pisces. It's in a trine to the south node and it's in a sextile to the north node. And this happens once a year, you know, so this is it's not as much, not as much drama, drama as it would be if it was a square. But I pulled it in because you can see the moon is in Taurus on that north node and the moon and the uh, the moon in Taurus on the north node is going to be coming up and reaching that uh, that Uranus. And that Uranus has been very hot since last spring or not last spring, last fall. So we're really in this time of change. And this is why a lot of people are changing their structures very publicly, because Uranus is in Taurus on a world point. And Taurus doesn't like to change, but Uranus is like, they're a little dramatic, there are compliments, there are arguments, there are insults. You know, we had Don Lemon last week getting in trouble for saying Nikki Haley was past her prime. Uranus and Taurus, Mercury, uh, you know, so it, it, it's kind of one of those blooper aspects or people arguing and fighting. You know, right now we're having a big fight going on in the astrology community in the Facebook land over what kind of house system you should use. You know, the old, old, what, what, what's the proper houses? What's the true religion for house system? Now, when you look at any software for, for astrology, there's like 10, 15 different house systems, but there's one true house system. And so we have to kind of look and go, okay, yeah, you know, like I'm a Catholic, you're a Muslim, they're Jewish, they're Protestant, they're Hindu, they're Sufi. One true religion? I don't think so. Lots of religions for different reasons, different times, created for different purposes. How systems are like that. So when my students say to me, which is right, because I learned, I grew up with a Placidus teacher. So I use Placidus because I was trained as a predictive astrologer. But I use equal, I use equal houses. I do that, I'll do that tonight when I do my new moon webinar. I use equal houses for that, full sign houses. So um, yeah, so is there one true religion? I don't think so, but we're having a big fight that there's one true religion, one true house system. So watch for dogmatic conversations because Mercury square Uranus is pop, 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 and I'm mad at you. And it's like, all right, be mad, whatever. Really? One true system? I don't think so. So honor the diversity because that's what, Pluto, and again, Pluto and Capricorn, the last grasp, like it has to be this way or else. And it's, you know, it's Pluto's going into Aquarius next month and it's going to be, Hopefully not a free for all, but it's going to be, you know, you need to think a little broader. You need to think a little more big picture 
Now I will say Vlad the Impaler had a lot of Aquarius in his chart and he impaled people on his little sticks in his castle for not believing what he said. And so the one, there were the story of the two priests visiting, looking at all these people impaled on poles in his courtyard and saying, you know, I impaled them because they didn't believe in the one true God. And one priest was like, oh, wow, yeah, okay. And he didn't say anything. And then the other priest goes, I don't really think God wants you to impale people because of the one true God. Well, guess who was ended up on a stick impaled? This is that energy. It's very intense this week. So be aware if you open your mouth, it can be a little, it can get a little exciting. So um, people can be very reactive. Eh, you know, the world's reactive right now. So, but with Mars and Gemini, well, you know, you said, and then no, you said, Mars and Gemini is also sibling rivalry and fights, fights with siblings. So here we've got a bunch of astrologers fighting in Facebook land. And I'm like, oh my God, look at this fight, 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 fight. And I'm like, all right, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting, but it also is an energy of intensity, right? Uh, okay, so that's the aspects for the week. Um, big ones. Next up is the little guys. Okay. So the sun goes from three Pisces to seven at the end of the week, he's going to be on a world point, seven Pisces, seven and a half Pisces. As I mentioned, doesn't have a lot. Sun does not have a lot of aspects. He's in Pisces. He's feeling the emotion, put on music, sing, dance. That's what he likes to do. He does have a quintile to, um, Uranus, which is having him see things in a new way. And as I mentioned, he has the aspects to the nodes of fate on the 24th where he makes some changes. Mercury this week in Aquarius is a sign of his exaltation. Um, he is, and remember with the sun in Pisces, he's doing one of two things. He's answering to either Neptune in Pisces, which is the one true belief system, or he's answering to Jupiter in Aries. Like if you don't believe what I say, I'm going to have to hurt you, right? Because Jupiter in Aries can be a little little bossy. So that's why we want to watch that Pisces sun because two very different rulers, depending on who you want to give him, who do you want the sun in Pisces to answer to. Mercury in Aquarius is very busy and he runs from 12 Aquarius to 23. And as I mentioned, he has the square to Uranus and he has the trine to Mars. I didn't, um, did not mention that he has a sesquiquadrate to Ceres which is also a component of it. And then he has a contra parallel to Uranus where he gets mad because that's hard to show in the charts. He has a contra parallel to Uranus. So this is like, you know, well, I don't care if you don't believe me. I believe me and I'm leaving, you know, and you know how like you get in those stupid fights with people and somebody suddenly it escalates. That's the energy for this week. Now it's escalating. You have to remember this. It's escalating so you can leave or so they can leave. You know how like you throw a little more on, you throw a little more on and you get it going? Yeah, that's what the energy is like when you say it on purpose to get them mad, right? And that energy is very strong this week. So be aware that that can really fly off. If you say something, people can be very insulted and you have to go, okay, do you think you're wrong? Do you think you're right? And if they, you know, but they might get mad at you. And and it is a, you know, it's a little bit of a door slammer week. <laughs> I'm slamming the door because I'm done. I remember I had, uh, I had someone and I, it was a long time ago. It was 1989, 88, 88, 88, fall, spring, summer of 88, spring of 88. And uh, I was starting a new job and my cat had died right before them. And it was very traumatic. The cat dying was very hard. 
and a friend had been very supportive of me during the cat dying. And, um, but she was one of those high maintenance friends. No problem with high maintenance friends. Everybody has them. But I was starting a new job and I was very anxious about it. And she was like, okay, so when, cause I, and I was going off to training and I'm a Pisces, I need my space, right? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm very social, but when I need to go away, I need to go away. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I, she's like, okay, so we'll get together on the weekend between when you're home for class, you know, you're going to be in California getting trained. And I'm like, no, I don't want to get together then. She goes, well, no, no, we have to get together. And then I said, no, she goes, well, you know, I just helped you through your cat dying. And I said, yeah, I, I know you helped me through my cat dying, but, um, uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a little stressed and I don't know how I'm going to feel. And so I don't want to schedule anything for that weekend. I might just want to sit in my pink chair and read Stephen King books because that's when I was reading Stephen King books. She got really mad at me. We started having this huge fight. And I was like, what are we, you know, why are we fighting? But push, 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 push on this fight that I had to see her on that weekend between the two training sessions. So she she's giving me a hard time. And I said, look, you know, you were very helpful with the cat, but you're not in that level of friend. <laughs> I'm Aquarius rising. Sometimes I'm, when I'm pushed, I get sparky. I said, you know, I'm Aquarius. I explained there's like rings of friends. There's like these friends and these friends and these friends and these friends. And I said, and you're kind of like a fourth tier friend, which I see once a month, as opposed to the people I talk to every day. I'm a fourth tier friend. I'm like, yeah, Jill, I talk to you every day. I said, for two weeks when the cat was dying and you were very supportive and very helpful, but now you're going back to your proper position as a fourth tier friend. Oh, she was mad. Oh, was she mad? We had a huge fight. She was screaming and yelling at me. We hung up and uh, I was like, wow, that was, that was a dramatic ending. And I thought, I'm just not picking up the phone again. Aquarius death stare, I'm Aquarius rising. And I went, okay. And then a, mu a mutual friend kind of came in and went, you know, Kathy's really upset. You know, she really misses you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I know, I hear you. I said, but you know, she's kind of high maintenance and I'm just thinking I'm not going to pick up the phone again. I mean, I like her. I don't dislike her, but that was, you, you weren't there. It was pretty dramatic and it wasn't very pleasant. And I don't, I, it was, you know, she was fighting with me and I just kind of let her yell and yell and yell. And then she stomps off and, uh, and then I just didn't go back. That's the energy this week. Now, the other friend gave me a little bit of a hard time about it, but like eight years later, she said to me, you know, Kathy really is a little bit of a high maintenance friend and they, they had had their blow up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's the energy. So it's a blow up kind of week, lots of dramatic door slamming and exits. So watch for it. And, you know, sometimes those are best where you just kind of sit back. And if you do like me and you explained, because that was back when I explained a lot, when I said no, now I just go, no, thank you. Can't do it. But back then I explained, well, you're on the fourth tier. You're not on the first or second or third. Well, how do I move up to a better tier? I'm like, I don't, you know, I never really thought about it before. You did show up for
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.